down. All right, so I want to welcome you to Be Simply today, Mason Taylor from Australia. This is so exciting to have you here. Uh, yeah. Really, <laughs> really excited to talk about Mother Nature, herbs, um, all these amazing things that can help us with our well-being, which is uh, super important in this day and age uh, to re-educate the humans, I'll say, on planet Earth about how they can be in proactive wellness versus mm -hmm. reactive wellness. So I would love for you to share, I thought... Um, It'd be really beautiful twofold is one let's start there with proactive well-being and how you got inspired to work with nature and what the value is to uh, think ahead versus uh, after the fact when thanks the so much for having me on I'm yeah so glad I'm done. i love that question <laughs> and i will endeavor not to run off on a three-hour rant because it's such a good topic um and it's like yeah. I'm 10 years down the track of having my business now, which is a trip. And um, and it was a couple of years before that, that I dived um, headfirst into the deep end of, I don't know, just trying to figure out, you know, my own wellness, what, what health intentions are for me, what the purpose of me getting into the health scene was. And I, you know, I just, I went really fanatic and um, I was in my last year of university, especially when I decided I didn't want to study what I was doing. And so I sat at the back of my lectures studying yeah. health and you know detoxification and herbalism and all these kind of amazing things I was I just became fanatic all of a sudden I was driving up to the mountains and only doing you know only drinking spring water that I'd harvested myself and mm. cleansing my organs and all that kind of stuff and I had some immunological things going on I had some um, fungal things going on and some fatigue and yet that didn't inspire me my symptoms didn't inspire me I wanted them gone but it didn't inspire me to go deeper and deeper I was I was constantly thinking about the trajectory I was on for the decades to come and mm -hmm. I just always that's my kind of you know for you guys North Star for me Southern Cross my guiding light you know is for me to go where am I going to be when I'm 70 or 80 or 90 it right. was just an easy uh -huh. space for me to drop into and um, I didn't like the trajectory I was on when I was in my early 20s although I was having fun I was a ski instructor and bartender and scallywag and vagabond <laughs> and I really enjoyed that and I was still I still am those things. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I can feel I'm kind of going to move eventually onto shaky ground and walk on eggshells. And so when I was studying all this health stuff, I was looking into different elements of herbalism. I'd look into, you know, traditional Chinese um, medicine herbalism and the way that it's played out today, um, the way it's, you know, the way it's treated today, which is you know, heavily, um, uh, it's been heavily washed with Western um, pathology mentality so it's still very symptom based and problem solution that happened since the 50s we don't it's not what it once was it's not classical anymore and same with western herbalism and I was like I wanted to connect with this um, craft of herbalism but I just had such an, a long-term vision and no one had the terminology basically no no system had the terminology that was really tickling me in all the right places until um, I found Taoist tonic herbalism and I was studying, as I was studying that, it had a terminology for how to continue to cultivate. As you got into the herbs, there were, you know, it would talk about the treasures of the body, the Jing, Qi and Shen. It would be talk about the purpose of health is yes, to alleviate symptoms. And there's a big arm of classical Chinese herbalism that is about taking people from disease states or symptom states and taking them back to a place where they are, you know, for lack of a better word, healthy. But like many of the western systems it doesn't it just did not stop there and it goes on on a cultivation conversation it goes in to you know just to, it has a really broad conversation about how to tend to your body the same way that you're going to be tending to i don't know the upkeeping of your your house or a community and i really resonated with that concept because it gave me something to continue to sink my teeth into after i had dealt with my symptoms and that same philosophy, and you can really see that goes from, you could look at the difference of like what traditional Chinese medicine has become. And it's right. really, you know, as I said, it's been, it's become like a, um, a very westernized system, not to say that it's not great, but it's a different medical system Absolutely. than it was a couple of thousand years ago. And that yeah. needs to be acknowledged that it is Absolutely. a different medicine and it's an experimental medicine at that, or it's one that's 
been diluted and it's trying to find its way. Whereas if you go back a few thousand years, um, or even you go back to like the, you know, before the, the Mao era in China, you can see there's like, say, one bit of terminology that was lost where, you know, it's young, in, right now, if you go to a, a practitioner in the, um, for TCM, they'll, you know, be like, all right, we, you know, you've got a qi deficiency, we're going to write that deficiency, so on and so forth. But what's been lost, which is present in Taoist terminology and the whole point of the Taoist herbs, is the concept of qi hua, which is about taking the, the it's about restoring the capacity for the chi to keep continue to move and transform itself and so if you see a disease yeah. state or a symptom emerging it's because something within you has forgotten its way and it's lacking its capacity to transform through an organ system and straight away if you think in that mentality and you start feeling into that mentality you immediately get out of a western state of getting into homeostasis getting into balance getting well which is really significant because that's the mentality that say has like you know when i remember what pops to mind is when my brother had appendicitis and went in got his appendix taken out and then just got little you know ruffle on the top of the head and kicked out of the hospital <laughs> and off you go you little scallywag you know that, we, won't, we, don't, we don't have to tend to anything else and that is the end point of that kind of thinking of going you've got a blockage or a deficiency um mm -hmm. you know in this instance let's cut it out or in the instance of what TCM has become, again, not wrongfully, it's like, let's give you a formula and some acupuncture to get you to the point where you are balanced. That is a problem solution kind of mentality. Absolutely. And we know what that can happen on a propaganda model as well. And then it keeps everyone in a sick state. Um, yep. And it doesn't look at potential. And that's literally what all of life is, is potential. And that's absolutely so it was, it was studying Taoism that got me into that. And, um, mm. and so then I started and I'm such a high flyer. I like I like I like absolutes as well. I like to be right. And, you know, that's my, <laughs> and so it's been a good practice for me to bring a slipperiness to my approach and ground me in the, you know, as as majority of people listening will know that. The, the special source of, you know, your health and wellness practice doesn't come from any identification with an ideology or a big high-flying healing modality and practice. And the end of the day, it's going to come from those little things, the chopping wood, the carry water that you've yep. done to tend to the foundations of your body, ones that aren't sexy to put on Instagram. Um, and it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a much more subtle and visible transformation process that someone needs to go through and has a lot of psychological and emotional um yeah. you know healing that is undertaken to arrive at that place where you're 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 calm and ready to transform your culture of health and lifestyle so you're doing these little things over yeah. years and years and over decades and you're moving towards that you know that destiny of you know 70 80 and 90 year old actually earning the right to become an elder not just yes. being someone that's just like you don't listen to the elder respect <laughs> the elders anymore and it's like we don't <laughs> and that's we should regardless of where anyone's at but there's right. also you know there's also like a reality that there's someone that's worked really hard to deal with their shit internally and they've become yeah. less of an asshole and more of an awesome person and they're vibrant and healthy and they've maintained the health of their treasures the jing chi shen internally with herbs yep. and um so and everything else that comes in this practice they earn the right to energetically really step up and become a leader and that's what we need more of. And that's where, that's kind of how I've approached health and wellness. And that's what's informed Superfeast as I've created that company. Beautiful. Well said, Aho. And for the listeners that might uh, be more acclimated to westernized, Eastern and westernized medicine in general, uh, if you can share a little bit, uh, what a lot of people don't realize, you know, that our healing is psycho-spiritual. And then what you're alluding to is there's all these practices that we can do on a daily basis to continue to, one, discover and to strengthen our energetic field so we're ready mm -hmm. maybe to see those deeper levels that, you know, take some courage to look at so that we can ultimately transform them. If you can share a little bit about uh, the pieces that have been omitted, because Chinese medicine way back in the day you know, had things that are glossed over like uh, ghost points uh, where you can have a spiritual and possession invasion where, you know, they kind of don't even, they kind of don't want to even teach that in traditional westernized Chinese medicine. 
because that's a, a shamanic practice that has to be understood. Uh, in addition, the the aspect of you know what you're offering and how to be in harmony with our surroundings to really access the medicine of the Tao and Chinese medicine. If you can share what you've uncovered for yourself in that process and how it translates to your company and your life. Well, yeah, thanks for diving into that. <laughs> the uh, deep end. I nice... just went into the deep end. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's nice and it's something um, I don't get to really share about a lot. And I... Like many people in this in in like in this community, I'm not like a what you'd see as being a traditional businessman. I've still to this day, I'm like we're like maybe now ten years in, maybe we should have a business plan. And I'm only the first <laughs> time going like, you know what? I like the concept of that <laughs> that yeah. boundary, um, having a strong yeah. boundary that kind of keeps me directed towards something. But um, super feast, um, I have always had a problem not of other companies I always reflect and feeling for myself when I've gone into stages when I've I've had to double down and talk about these Taoist herbs and and try and communicate these Taoist herbs to the community because it wasn't medicinal mushrooms and adaptogens weren't sexy when I started um, in in Australia anyway there was a little you know cult following and you know there's always the people like you know myself and a lot of people listening who are the early adopters but you know back then i i was hit with these quandaries where people would be like you know first of all you should you know you should be you know just just talking about like adaptogens and talking about all these fandangle benefits that people are going to get and something in me was a bit irked as i went down that route which was a good experience for me to go i yeah i do need to communicate these things to people who have like you know the woman who has four kids and full-time job and just needs to be able to understand this so she can go deeper down the track. And I, all these examples that I have in my mind are literally people who at the markets in Sydney, when I was coming up, that's how I started this thing. I, you know, I'd be telling them, I'd be trying to teach them how to go out and harvest their own mushrooms. And they'd be like, Dude, shut up. I'm not <laughs> like, you know, like I, I've got four kids. This woman was like, I got four kids. Two of them are autistic. I got a full time job. We get yeah. sick. We get the flu every year, um, oh. and it takes us down for like you know three weeks. Like just shut up and give me some mushroom powder. And I'm like, <laughs> and so I kind of re realize there's appropriateness of times to communicate right. certain depths of philosophy and, um, <laughs> and that. It was like that was the one conversation. That was the one conversation that made me cease being completely uncomfortable around offering a product because I was for a long time but ultimately what happens is I do need that part of my business that's simple and easy to grasp and approachable what then what most western wellness companies I found were doing that I was looking to that they have done the same they've, they've taken the same model that um say western that, that say like those self-colonizers in China this is we'll go into it the people in China they they've gone and scalpeled out a particular part of um, Chinese medicine right the, that's not too confronting to basically a western mind or a fast growth model and they've taken that and they've added some pathology they've added diagnosis of western disease states right. things that do not exist in in Chinese medicine and can't yep. exist if you are inhabiting that realm, not to say that there isn't this beautiful symbiosis that can happen if you're standing in that realm and you can stand next to Western medicine and work in collaboration. That's like 100% necessary. But, you know, with what I could have done with tonic herbalism is just scalped it out of this Taoist system or this classical Chinese medical system. Yeah. Taken it out and commodified it and just gone, I'm just going to sell fandangle benefits that, you know, and then once I talk about these benefits, and maybe you get some of those benefits, that's it. That's my responsibility gone. I don't need to talk about it anymore. It made right. me uncomfortable because it's incomplete, mm. and it's non congruent, or respectful to the roots in which this philosophy philosophy came from. And mm. I actually think majority of the, um, I think the wellness scene is like a beautiful thing. I don't even know what I mean by that the wellness and you know, the, <laughs> the, West, you know, the Western wellness and you know, spiritual yeah. development, self-development scene is so beautiful, but it's quite immature and lacks a lot of respect. And, um, and you know, it. I think the biggest lack of respect is in how quickly we will brand a very 
small sliver of a wisdom tradition and isolate it and think and justify to ourselves, you know, this is actually, no, it's okay because I'm putting something really good out there into the community that's going to help people. Right. Like one very small, um, you know, like little slither of a dimension of meditative development with a meditative practice and brand that and put out that out there without having a connection um, or an education about how to what you do when you start hitting the glass ceiling of that and how you begin to access the rest of that dimension of healing or right. a, a system of you know maintaining a healthy society or an inner body and most of the time it's not really a problem but you do see a lot of people in you know undergoing um, ideological or isolated spiritual practices healing tech health tech um, techniques so on and so forth and they because it's been isolated, it's, it naturally is something that people can begin to go outside themselves and lose their identity and become over-identified with and become mm. ideological with, and that takes them further away from their own self-agency. Whereas if you are dealing with an entire um, wisdom tradition, it, there's so many you know, slippery places within that system that it will always send you back to yourself. And so that's a very, I've gone very macro there, but that is what, that's why when I talk about Taoist tonic herbs, like people come along to one of my talks thinking I'm going to be like, all right, everybody, here's reishi mushroom. The (laughs) reishi mushroom is, you know, hepatoprotective and it's great for white blood cell cultivation. And it's, you know, it's it's actually considered a a lung tonic as well as a liver tonic, but of course it's a heart tonic And and educate them about that herb in isolation. And I do do that eventually, but only when I'm convinced that I have communicated the, the, the you know, the, to, the, to an extent, the limited I know at this point of the tradition in which this has come from. And so right. for me, that's talking about the Taoist roots of shamanism, even though that confuses a lot of my market. Um, yeah. it's, but it's, it's ethical, at least for me Absolutely. to communicate that there is, you know, this where even though I haven't got it completely colored in of where this comes from, and I don't consider myself a Taoist, say, you know, per se, I, we're going to, we're continuing to, you know, create places where we, it's not a black and white practice with tonic herbalism, just as, as things become available to you internally, thanks to what the herbs can help transform and the practices that go along with them, transform aspects in you, you have the tools and awareness to go and color in and make sense of these awarenesses. And therefore you develop yourself and therefore right. you become less of an asshole, whatever that means for you, <laughs> you become more of an awesome person. And yeah. that's how I sleep at night. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there's actually, I'll just finish with this. There's the, there's a woman here in Australia um, who's, uh, she's from China and she's just a, like an absolute legend for, and she was the one who was getting in trouble at her universities in China for bringing up the classics and going, you know, hang on, diabetes does not exist in, traditional Chinese medicine why are you talking about it why are you having like you know heart specialists be involved in the healing in a Chinese medical scenario when that literally does not exist and can't exist because it keeps you you know blind-eyed looking down a a tunnel of what the problem is which is what western medicine does and is good for in a crisis but right. it doesn't allow you to dance through the five organ system and discover at a, at, you know, to an extent, a core level when you're talking about alleviating symptoms or disease states anyway, um, where the uh, lack of capacity is, is come about or the blockage has come about so that your body's chi is not able now to transform between yin and yang. And that's yeah. what the core of it is. Her name's Rhonda Chang. If anyone wants to go check mm. out her, no, we'll she calls it, it the um um she she calls it chi- her book Chinese medicine masquerading as e which is y i so Chinese medicine masquerading which is it's the it's okay if traditional Chinese medicine is like you know what we are a relatively new medical system that is kind of patronized by Western medicine Western medicine's like we'll do the real disease you can use some of our you know hospital stuff and our pathologies and our panels and stuff yeah. like that. But, you know, if anyone actually gets like a disease state, if anyone has like a thing we, we diagnose as cancer, you're not legally allowed to treat that anymore. You're going to have to use Western 
methodology. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. As long as you admit it, don't masquerade as like the classical Chinese medical model. And a lot right. of people don't get that. And I'm just a hobbyist. I'm just an advocate for this, for this stuff. I like, I'm a fan of getting acupuncture. And so it, it's, uh, it's, it's hard <laughs> when they're, and I talk to a lot of acupuncturists who have just come through school and they can, there is a frustration for them because they're, and this is like many people learning, you know, like, you know, healing arts is there's this blockage to the roots of the system and Western mindset and medicine and regulation has instilled in them. Uh, they, they lack belief in their own healing systems where in fact they're very full power. And if you can inhabit with confidence um, yep. and, uh, not just confidence with ethic. If you can inhabit that world, you you can re- you can un- start to untap this you know this hidden hidden to us power of say you know, Chinese medicine. And so yeah, like Rhonda Chang calls it the self colonization of Chinese medicine. So it's colonized mm. itself and turned it into a commodity. And so absolutely, that's yeah. that's an interesting one for me because I although I I talk about it often like you know, the the slipperiness of these herbs and I'm offering these herbs in a, in a, um, in a business and there is a brand and I, and I'm having those conversations, which have yeah. been uncomfortable well, to me. Yeah. Then yeah. let's dive in a little deeper to that because, you know, in, you know, my own private practice and how I assist people, I'm more like the old school apothecary, you know, where I'll, I'll only custom make things for people, teas and spices that they cook with and stuff like this. And I love your guys' product for, for many reasons, because it can give me a solution that I can add to what I offer. And um, if, if we talk about it, there is going to be the person that's going to enter and say, Ooh, that's going to make me feel alive or whatever it is. Or is beautiful, awesome. Right. So the, <laughs> that's the entry point. Um, yeah. But if you can t- talk a little bit deeper about, how one, one size doesn't fit all. And that's why Chinese medicine is quite complex. It's not like, oh, you just have a kidney issue. Is it wet? Is it, is it heat? Is it dry? You know, all these different things that could, and it's not really related to your kidney. It's actually related to this over here. (laughs) And so as soon as something gets diagnosed or going, (laughs) you have diabetes or you have headaches, therefore you, um, I don't know, you've got heat in the liver and rebellious chi because we've started with a Western diagnosis or right. a symptom and tracked it down and cataloged, which is what, you know, it's a cataloging. Sometimes it does work, but most of the time it doesn't. It doesn't allow you malleable enough to feel and understand the dynamic of the elements inside the body. And, you know, it's just, you just generally, you can get clues from those kinds of things. But traditional Chinese medicine if you is literally become... Parkinson's is this and I think there's a like Parkinson's is this in the in a, in a Chinese diagnostics scenario and this is you know I, I talk about this I'm not I'm not stubborn about it. I talk about this with a lot of practitioners and where it is useful and where it's not but right. a lot of the time it does create a stab in the dark mentality and there right. is a lack of effectiveness in the in the current Chinese medicine medical practitioner um, world that is not acknowledged and as well in the Western medical world, because they're, right. you know, then of course, but they're, um, unlike it's uncomfortable to look at. I mean, I got to look at where I'm ineffective and it sucks. Um, you know, yeah. I really, I don't like doing it. It's uncomfortable, but I do it. And that's what, um, um, acupuncturists and Chinese practitioners, medical practitioners need to need to do. Well, and even the, the patients or the clients, uh, if you know, the importance, cause you know, we're sitting in an era right now where we do, we, the humanity wants an instant, instant fix. So that's part of the reason we're in the situation, the problem we're in, you know, we want Chinese medicine to be an instant fix or any other holistic practice or natural way of medicine, science, or we want Western medicine to be this instant fix, but one size doesn't fit all. Uh, and so if you can share with the listeners a little bit, if you're someone that's on a path to healing, um, how uh, important patience is. And, you know, when you're talking about that, sometimes it's 10, sometimes it's 20. If you really want to attain something in this lifetime, meaning your, your true golden years that you can take on beyond here, uh, that takes effort. It's not, you don't get to just check it off 
you know, as an app on your computer. <laughs> uh, so if you could share a little mm -hmm. bit about that, the patience that's required and the identification uh, of maybe like you've someone selected an herb or uh, something off your site, but maybe they realize almost immediately that it's not harmonious with them or that they need to sit with it for a little bit longer because they're resisting what the plant is offering. And these are subtleties awesome. a lot of people forget about, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, they're subtle and it's, and it's and I'm sure that it's not going to be things that people it is new to people but you know we've got to remember all these you know there's a reason why medicine became commodified because in an industrial world um we didn't have you know if you're working if a, if a classical practitioner or an ayurvedic practitioner whatever is working with a patient they they would have traditionally known that society or the, the tribe or the community has a culture which is also going to you know be congruent with with healing and so in classical Chinese culture, although there's lots of things that, you know, aren't that, you know, aren't that connected, like ultimately, like, a, you know, say like a Taoist healer is going to know that there is going to be awareness of adaptation with the, um, with the seasons, and that there is an element within yourself that reflects the seasons, and you can ride those waves and eat appropriately. And it's just, a, you know, a matter of, of going, taking your physical practice in summer to, from being fiery and yang and one that's inducing a lot of sweat to landing in that spleen earth element and taking break and taking stock and understanding that that spleen season mm. of late summer is connected to your intellect. And so there's, there's a culture of reflecting on how your intellect is judging the, the quality of your thoughts, the quality of your beliefs, and you're grounded and you kind of can take stock. Knowing that then in autumn, which is where we're in right now, it's a real breath out and a sigh of relief for us right mm. now, or you guys are just springing up and sprouting. And yeah, it's a really it's a it's a time that inherently there's going to be a ritual of allowing yourself to mourn mm -hmm. and do the old permaculture chop and drop, you know, chop yeah. that, you know, that's like you can identify can be, you know, quite, you know, quite um, cunning and, you know, and identify that, which is cool. I'm going to once again be able to let go of that, let that go down and fertilize and give me something to sprout up within the spring. So when you're treating, you know that that's going to be present and therefore you're able to actually work within a holistic manner. Whereas today we have a society that is constantly working against that um, symbiosis yeah. with nature or being in reality of that. Therefore, a practitioner is just going to try and continue to help someone to hold on, you know, and right. that's the best that they can do. And that's actually reasonable. So I'm not actually that, like, I don't feel <laughs> overly bad quality judgment coming from myself to those practitioners. I really sympathize because you go, cool, I'm going to become this classical Chinese practitioner. And then, <laughs> you know, and then it just like people go back to, a, you know, say for them, it might go back to a toxic environment that isn't even sync at all with the seasons. And it's like, well, that's not a responsible way as either right. to, to practice your, your art, you're going to have to adapt yourself. And so as a patient, it's why it's important for you to continue to create your own culture of health. Mm. Um, generally, I think that's, you know, once you can get past um, an over identity with an ideological path of what's going to be health and wellness, and, um, you know, if you can get past any kind of concepts of you finding a way of living that's superiorly, you know, is more superior in its health promoting benefits, mm. I think that's the starting point for anyone to actually access the capacity to truly build a culture that viral osmosis will will roll out to the family members so on and so forth you can't i just the the as well from a healing sense from the way we talk about it with the herbs is the whole purpose of these herbs is to ensure yin yang is consistently transforming within the body mm. and flow and that the organs have a remembering of how to do that right and so mm. it's just a you know a remembering and awareness of how to con consistently transform which is there's a lot of yielding and intent yeah. that, um, that that comes with that. And it's actually quite natural and easy once, you know, everyone has experienced that when you get out of the the colonized mindset and you can just yeah. get into a flow with yourself, your, your nature and, and your true nature and nature. And then through that, as the chi is, is transforming and moving, you know, we've got little techniques to tend to symptoms as, as they as they come along, but underground we're just getting that moving. The idea is that our Jing, Qi, and Shen, those treasures, so Jing yep. being that potential power in the battery pack of the the kidneys. And so you can imagine like your body, if your body's just like 
just non non animate yet, just laying there, and we've got this big blueprint of potential. The genes are sitting there. We know that they're going to have some good in good stuff in there, and you can already see I'm using a Western term to help people connect because yeah, genes <laughs> don't don't exist. So they're like, what is that? <laughs> Yeah, which is, and that's appropriate as well. I'm not a purist either. I'm not like, I'm like no, no, you're not allowed to even think that. Um, but that, that you look at the bone health, yeah, good bone, you know, there's bone structure, yeah. you know, there you can see the marrow, you know, like the marrow of the brain. You look at that, you know, wow, that's, that jing potential there is going to be a strong foundation for that person. You know, there, and if there's a lot of jing, that's that correlates to, you know, have a lack of capacity to get exhausted you've got to you know you and, and if you tend to that treasure of jing you you yeah. don't enter tired states and you don't burn the candle at both ends so that when you get to 70 years old you don't have any power of, in, left in your battery pack you've, you've leaked your jing you, you yeah. kind of go oh man i can't recharge like i did when i was 20 and it's like right. yeah because you haven't you know you haven't maintained that capacity of your body to recharge you've gone too far and now you've actually started to you know, dig in to your, your deep potential in order to fire yourself right. up through the day. And that's when people become more likely to age rapidly and deteriorate right. quick. And so there's the jing, the chi. Imagine that body all of a sudden we go sparks up and it comes to life and it gets yeah. animated. So fluids are moving, say, you know, like even like the intelligence that moves hormones and the endocrine system communication, thoughts moving blood moving, all these kinds of things, animation of the body, um, regulation of temperature, the capacity to keep everything upright and not just crumble to, yeah. to gravity. This is your chi. That treasure is very important as well to maintain. And that's the biggest chop wood carry water treasure. So people will yeah. come in going, I'm exhausted and burn the candle at both ends. I need <laughs> jing herbs that cultivate those kidneys. Right. They actually, those herbs keep the organs the, the yin-yang transformation happening through the relevant organs that via osmosis, we will see either a maintenance of that treasure or right. a cultivation of that treasure eventually. So it's not, yeah. it's not when we don't work directly on the treasures, we work on the organs and the transformation of chi right. that then affects that. And we see that. Um, and then the chi though, like once people get their jing built and they're sleeping well again, and they're not living excessively, um, and once it takes a while, it can take years at times to be like, wow, I feel like I'm not sacrificing myself in order to, you know, in order to live, you know, basically. Yeah. Um, that, that's a that's a funny conversation for you to to go through, but it's basically embracing a capacity to gracefully age. And if you're aging gracefully, you're not excessively wasting your jing away, which, you know, some people want to do. Some people want to flog themselves <laughs> through their 30s and 40s and they don't care. They'll deal with the consequences and then get onto it in their 50s. But that's right. that's less sustainable. Chi is, you know, from the, the our sunlight hydration, but mostly from the food we're eating and the good quality um, air that we're breathing. And we want, we can have a lifestyle where we're running on that chi that we're getting through those things that we're consuming. And then eventually people will fall on that maintenance mode with their herbal practice, taking chi herbs. So there's like, we've got, you know, and there's, there's astragalus, there's many of them, phoria, white attractolodes. Yeah. And a lot of the time the mushrooms are going to fall into that category. Like, you know, our, our reishis and phorias are going to be, you know, mostly correlated to that. Just keeping the engine going with these tonic herbs. And that's the same with our capacity to not be stressed and breathe easy, digest easy, that's going to help cultivate that chi. And then the third treasure is our shen. And that's related to our, um, our consciousness, our personality, um, our, our spirit to, to an extent, but there's many shades of um, spirit and soul, um, as everyone would know. But, you know, it's bringing through that capacity to um, embody and express wisdom or a virtuous nature. This is really where, you know, you become less of an asshole and more of an awesome person. You've got a strong... <laughs> if you know, the whole point of like, you know, it's like the same with hydration, the nice little bits of exercise, learning goal of ideology and having a malleable capacity to move on psychologically and spiritually and learn and adapt and be a perpetual student, as well as taking these tonic herbs, you are living a, sustain a sustainable lifestyle. Therefore, your jing will remain strong. And then mm. uh, sometimes people are entering states of extreme stress and they can't help 
but be in places where, you know, in a state where, you know, like that something financial is going on, people, you know, someone close to them dies, you lose a job, so on and so forth. Ideally, you've gotten into these practices and you've got that lifestyle going. So you've got those strong foundations that your adaptation to stress and your robustness is present. Because that's often as you go on through life, those moments of tragedy or <laughs> adversity, those are the ones that can really get in. And if you're not prepared, you'll need to sacrifice and pour out a lot of that jing from your kidneys and you've only got so much. And that leads you more to, you, know, you see when people suddenly rapidly age when something happens as they get a little bit older because they've been walking on eggshells and that gets, um, that gets revealed. Um, mm. And uh, I mean, it's the same as like you can relate to it with finances. If you're not set up correctly and all of a sudden financial um, hardship from an external factor hits, if you're not operating sustainably as a household or a business, you're going to get revealed very quickly not being sustain in a sustainable financial position and you'll get bottomed out and you'll either just have to deal with it and move on or you'll be you turn yourself into a victim, so on and so forth. Um, or you, know, you won't be able to just accept the reality of the situation. It's the same with the jing in your in your body. If you can maintain that with a, with the you know through these you know through these times of adversity, if you've got those foundations, but then you you maintain the taking of the herbs and staying hydrated so that you can remain robust and adaptive th through those situations. You don't sacrifice your jing. Therefore, your chi, you maintain a capacity to animate yourself and bring vitality to yourself and adaptation to yourself in that level and a capacity to connect with the present and then get into a rest and digest place where you do main maintain a good quality foundation of breath and digestion. Do you do those things. Naturally, the shen is brought through more. You, you bring the light you know, of, you know, of yourself through more and, and the shen lives in the emperor and is expressed through the emperor of the heart. And right. the idea is more of a virtuous nature, an embodied natural capacity. As you guys know, it takes years and years of bringing mm -hmm. that, that genuine kindness and genuine forgiveness and, um, and, and like real eternal love and capacity to see the value of yourself and the values of other around you. All those awesome things. It's great to do them because it's, it, it means I get, you know, I'm a good little boy and in the, in the, in the spiritual world, but like it's, you know, it, it takes a non, non-stop and consistent flow yeah. through your own culture and with nature for that to become very genuine um, or, or continuingly more deep and, 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 and genuine in a nourishing sense, not just a hypothetical um, thing that I should be doing because I know it's the good thing to do, which isn't a bad I'm not, I'm not starting point. That. It's a starting point. <laughs> it's a starting point. But um, that's the, so that's the idea of Taoist herbalism. It's yeah. all focused on that. On, yeah. in, you know, Beautiful. and anyone can interpret that, that, you know, like no matter what, you know, like lineage, anyone's walking or whether someone's just living a, you know, like a traditional Western lifestyle, like it don't, it doesn't matter. There's no, you know, there there might be kind of like a, you know, like there's like the immortals and the ascended and all that in Taoism. You don't get distracted with that. These are, right. these are humans becoming the more authentically themselves and ideally mm -hmm. moving away from ideology or superiority as they do so. And Absolutely. that is, so I communicate <laughs> that and be like, and then take these medicinal mushrooms and tonic <laughs> herbs, that's where they come from. <laughs> so you're communicating self-reliance uh creating reserves and staying in constant harmony with yourself and your surroundings uh for you <laughs> and you know nature shows us it's not you know you don't get to the fall and drop the leaves and say oh i gotta take a break <laughs> you know then there's mm -hmm. the next season that's coming and the next season that's coming so she shows us you know this is a infinite process for you uh what has been the biggest uh, thus far discovery for yourself, you know, being that you seem to be a little bit of a renegade and you were on one path, even though you may still enjoy that path too. Uh, but what's been that like tipping point for you where you're, you're just so excited about this continuous feeding and reserving and dancing with what you do? Uh, it's really, I mean, it's, it's been the last five years, especially it's been very fast and very rich for me. And so I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I mean, it's just changing every week. I'm, it's all, I'm almost at a, 
<laughs> at a loss to to bring something up. But for me, um, I like so I've enjoyed watching people. Like I enjoy having a business now where I was originally, you know, communicating with people. Like you know, all right. So if there's something like an immunological deficiency for yourself, where you're always getting sick or you feel disconnected the mushrooms are going to be a good entry point for you. Or if you're feeling exhausted and you, you don't even have the foundations of, um, of, you know, feeling like you can adapt to stress or handle stress, you're just always tired. All right. You know, you, and a good entry point for you is going to be the jing and so on and so forth. Um, being able to then create a business, which is, you know, I'm used to being the, the little guy and now in Australia, we're not, you know, like we're we're probably the leader in this tonic herbal world. Right. It's been really, I've been really reflecting on that, and that's been a that's been a good do. The business has been a good dojo for me to not identify as a particular way and evolve, but then embody particular elements of myself because I can bring that little guy to to the America to the Americas now, which is what yeah. I'm really I'm really <laughs> enjoying. I don't like because in Australia it's like, you know, like there's lots of people looking at Super Feast and going, you know, like they message me, you know, yeah. young guys, young um young women messaging me starting their own things and reaching out to me and it's like about how to do it. And I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, I need to accept that I'm not that person anymore. But yeah. at the same at the same time, but that started the company, but at the same time, what I'm proud of is just giving you guys a context of where the business has got to here in Australia. It's not massive, like it's like you know, but it's like it's big enough for the fact that I don't have investors and I still own the company 100%, and that's not going to change. Oh, congratulations! Thank you, but um, <laughs> I mean, the the biggest thing for me has been watching me and the team create a culture of education in the company where we go cool. Now, those benefits that you're getting through these herbs, you know, they're miraculous sometimes. You don't really share them a lot of the time because they're people's experience and it's hard to communicate. But, you know, taking you know, neural nectar and getting these amazing experiences of focus and um, mood mm. enhancement that aren't just, you know, for the entrepreneurs and biohackers, like people that it's getting dangerous, their mood states are getting dangerous for their, you know, in terms of like yeah. breaking up their families and things like that, or people taking the mushrooms and, yeah, the immunity's there, but their connection to themselves is enhanced because it's mm. the same way, it's the same fractal as like you know, the mushrooms and that mycelial world unifying the forest. It does unify your body at the same yeah. time and you can really connect your mind to the rest of the body with um, a lot of these herbs. They're very special herbs. Like there's a reason the Taoists called them the messengers from heaven. Um, mm. There's a reason over 2000 years ago in the first Materia Medica we see on the planet, official Materia Medica, that they categorized as the superior herbs. These are the special herbs that can help you cultivate life. Um, and that been to create the biggest, the most significant thing for me is watching us see people get these really big benefits, like anxiety about leaving their, their little town and all of a sudden going to a big city the next weekend and going, wow, like that that was just taking like these mushrooms and taking okay. Mason's mushrooms or someone going from exhaustion, they can't get out of bed to, I can get out of bed and go, and I've got more capacity to go about my day. Then create a culture that doesn't just stop there and focus on that because it's, mm -hmm. that's what, that's what the, that's the, the whole, the point isn't to attribute Definitely not super feast, although that's reasonable to an extent. You know, that's reality we're offering it. Definitely not right. relying on the herbs, although they do give you something to an extent in the beginning. Then go cool. Now keep going. Yeah. What's your health? What what remains your health intention? Now you kind of become friends with the herbs and utilize. You know them. You know we've we. You know that's why we source. You, this conversation is why we source DDAO. The very the, the you know mm -hmm. two thousand years ago in that same materia medica the Shennong Ben Sao Jing is where they say if you want the best reishi mushroom you get it from this province um, mm. and then furthermore it goes on not just this province this microclimate and then Di Dao herbalism which is essentially like the 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 China's like how to get the top quality herb that you can possibly get is Di Dao the original Dao get it from its original place spring water mm. air quality away from industry. Um, you know, all those, you know, grown on wild oak, you know, in the Rishi's case, that's, you know, that's um, made sure, making sure that we're regulating where we're getting that wild oak from. So that no point is the environment getting decimated from small independent farmers that aren't big businesses, 
you know, not, you know, they're just like, they're teaching other, you know, other people in their area how to, you know, do this real traditional style of farming. So we're localizing industry and working with lineage, working with the land, work, working with humans, not, you know, working with some, you know, we're not, I'm not working with like a nation or a political idea here. The same way I'm working, I'm not working with the Australian, you know, or we're working with the Australian government that's destroying the Great Barrier Reef, has a worse land clearing record than Brazil mm. right now, so on and so forth. Like that's not, that's I'm working with the humans and the human intent and the traditions and the land. Right. That's like that's where I focus and that's what we do in China. And when you do that and you and you extract in a very particular way where we get the entire medicine of the herb, not just mm. an isolated compound, what happens is people can, and this is what I'm proud of in Superpeace with the culture, and, and we can then connect people to that long-term practice of herbalism where we're not seeking that big bang of benefit anymore where really yeah. we can go into the body and go into that cultivation mentality integrate the herb into our culture and move towards that 80 year old self where that's you've been living sustainably therefore you're robust and vibrant mm -hmm. and have had better opportunity to embody your virtuous nature as you get to 80 like that's our whole culture and approach right now and it's been a big learning it's been hard to mm -hmm. take a western business and be in a western environment with you know all that stuff you know that yeah. you know when, and and walk that line where that stays the case so that's yeah yeah that. so you should be proud of it and i was tuning in a little bit to that this morning uh that how you know i was i'm glad you your business has grown as i was tapping into uh if you can uh share with the listeners and people that aspire to enter the any type of business or marketplace from a holistic standpoint and to what it takes because here you are 10 years out and that uh, things oftentimes to, to be successful and to have the support of mother nature they're going to mirror how nature works uh, if you can mm -hmm. share a little bit of how maybe or maybe not you integrated the Tao and that process of almost the farmer mentality to keep building mm -hmm. uh the business uh without the big uh top-down approach <laughs> yeah i mean or not the big investment or any of that kind of stuff um yeah, yeah. i mean such a huge conversation um <laughs> i've been thinking about it a bit so it's it's quite you know i'm haven't I've, we at no point have i yet laid out our values and principles but you know it's taken 10 years almost for them i've communicated them everyone in our team knows them but it's you know we've had to keep our finger on the pulse and go wow now we're at the point where it feels really natural for us to really quite you know document them the only reason that's been possible is because i've been ensconced in every single element and my wife has been ensconced in every single mm -hmm. little element and aspect of the business i've tried to remove myself too fast you know like five or six years ago naturally you see it all go to shit and the values start going <laughs> to shit and it's not congruent anymore and yeah. so um maybe i think but getting the whole point, like, you know, very natural, you know, getting connected to that, those, those principles and that set of virtues or values that are the grassroots nature of the, the business, you are going to have to accept that you are, if you can't communicate them, like I haven't been able to for a while, I'm at the point now where I can, I'm going through that process. Um, but if you can't communicate them because they're too etheric and just too, you know, juicy and that, you know, you don't want one of those lame, like posters. It's like integrity. And you're like, <laughs> um, the, the, um, then you're going to have to really just, you're, you're going to need to just accept that your life is this business for a while. But then the other thing, and then so but stay true to those principles and those roots. Of course, that's an obvious one. The other thing is if you can hold on to that, um, you know, that ethic, and you have the tenacity to, to do so, then you need to remember the vision that you had and the ideas you had in terms of what business is going to look like. When you started, you had no experience or maybe a little experience in another business. When you get two or three or five or 10 years down the track, people are really afraid. Um, people are like, you know, someone like me, I, like, I will be quite judgmental towards myself if I, if I go, I now need to adapt and alter the way that I do business because I've learned a little bit of diff few th different things and I'm aware of a different reality when it comes to business. And if I'm attached 
to my vision or my ideas of what it was going to be, what it was meant to look like when I first started out, then I'm going to feel incongruent adapting and changing. And I feel like that that's the same way as everyone. Everyone judges themselves when you're starting out as a parent goes, it's going to be like this. And then when you get to like, you know, four yeah. years old and, and you're getting angry and you're like, oh, I'm just a cock up. You know, I've just, you know, I, you know you get, yeah. but you don't have the, you know, a lot of the time you don't realize you know, actually that person at birth or that person at the birth of a business didn't know shit. They were, right. they didn't know anything. And so why would I take advice from them in how to do business? What you right. do take advice from them about is the principle, the intrinsic value, and that, you know, that possibly the core mission, as long as you understand that the mission is going to generally be ambiguous or lofty or big, or going to just provide you with a general North Star or Southern Cross, in t- you know, in terms of guide you, but doesn't inform a lot of the everyday ins and outs. So walking that line, I think it's an important one for people to remember, because once there's a, if you're a health or, you know, if you're a a health fanatic or, you know, spiritual devotee going into business, once you get into elements of of what it takes to run a business, you're going to feel like a sellout. And you're going to feel like, you know, and, and that's just by doing basic things like having like, you know, maybe a HR document. But if you can really make sure you need to tend to that flame of you know your your values and principles to make sure am i may do i need to adapt here or am i right in the fact that this is going to go against a like a real earth-based um value that i have and so so for me for instance a lot of people are like dude you need to go organic and i'm like oh yeah cool that's an interesting idea that would be responsible for my business. It's going, this is like five years ago. I would sell more. I'd have to educate less. I'm going to be able to move more products. And so that's this place where if I needed to, I would, but then I look at my principles and look at my, I I need to sleep at night. And so for me, that decision wasn't justified because I need to downgrade the, you know, the quality of my herbs to go organic and get from buy from a big organic house. I want to stay with the farmers. And so, right. although that's not a good business decision, it was for my business because there was a particular value or principle that I have that because I was tending the flame and I, I saw it as very precious, mm. we didn't go in that direction. But other business decisions, I'm like, they don't, they, this doesn't in, in affect this flame at all. In fact, yeah. it can help amplify it. And right. because I'm, you know, that, that's, that, that's, I've been thinking about that a lot this week. Because yeah. every conversation I have with other entrepreneurs going through existential crises is because they're really judging the crap out of themselves and, and mm. they can't accept that, you know, there's all these new um, boundaries in my business and I'm adhering to these rules and I'm working with regulators and that's not me. And it's like, yeah, boundaries are good. You know, like boundaries, um, re- you'll, you'll realize they are your saving grace. And the thing <laughs> is, when you started out your business, you didn't realize you needed them. You didn't realize they are the medicine that you and the team need to an extent. Right. Um, and so, yeah, that's where that's spleen energy. And so, you know, the, the business, the business has an organ and elemental energy as well. And at some point the spleen needs bonds, strong bonds. So you need really strong bonds within your team and, and mm, the team needs uh-huh. with themselves and with your community and with your customer. So just never stop having strong bonds. Don't be an mm. asshole. So have a strong bond with your, <laughs> with your market as well. Don't be an asshole that sabotages other people. Get competitive and be be in you know aggressive, but don't sacrifice the bond that you have with the other people that are trying to learn and stumble along the way and, and the gen, you know genuinely going along the same mission. Don't lose that that magical bond. But with a bond comes a boundary. And you need those boundaries as you come along in business and in a, like some inner processes, you can bring your flair to them and bring, you know, I, you know, bring the circus nature to your business, but you do need them at some point. So make sure you adapt as you go along and let your current self that has the experience and skills now dictate what the business is going to look like, not your, you know, the beautifully ignorant and pie in the sky, Peter Pan, in my case, self that started it. Well, we're glad you were Peter Pan and glad you did not have a business plan. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Because sometimes you can get lost in those things. 
uh, in yeah. like nature, it guides. Yeah, it guides you. <laughs> if you if you run a company or two or one or what doesn't matter, you you certain things guide you all of a sudden. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's funny. I opened the, this. I have the, the Shizandara here. Um, Shizandra. Shizandra. Sorry, and um, it's so potent. Uh, it's mm -hmm. been like wafting at me. So to share your beautiful product, because we're going to today close out with your video uh, about being here in the United States, uh, having distribution here, which is awesome because it creates shorter ship time. And uh, the two that you're launching out are the nourishment for the yin, the feminine, and also mm -hmm. he show Wu, which we dove into the beginning. If you can share uh, some of the I don't know if you, you, I'm sure you have a few folklore stories about Hisho Wu, uh, just so the, the people that don't even know what that word is, uh, where mm. it came from and what it's known for. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> Wu's, Mr. Wu's hairy back. Um, yeah, well, that's like, so we're finally launching in America. Like you can go to superfeast.com and we've done it all from here in Australia. It's yeah. still, you know, it's still like we haven't, yeah, I'm proud. It took us three years. So we didn't do this fast. I'm really yeah. again like you know if anyone like well, this company is run by me and my wife and our four-year-olds running around so you know <laughs> like all the time our dog goji is always here this is still a family company which means we can uphold the tradition and we haven't compromised on that launching in america um so we like all the kind of the top products and eventually the whole range are now available over at superfeast.com. And um, Kelly, who's doing a wonderful job at um, help of um, yeah. being in charge of launching America there, as you, you know, you know, Kel, she's awesome. She's here. She's here in the, in, in HQ with us. She um, thought it was a great idea to really focus on that yin nourishment. And uh, we, she decided as the opening special to have um, just immediate 10% off on the Hishawu and the women's blend nourishing the feminine the yin we love it so the we yeah the women's blend um i'm so i i'm so stoked with that formula. You? And <laughs> i love i just love that blend so it's either 10 percent off each of them or if you get if you get both of them it's 20 percent off um which is lovely lovely get that women's blend is just those you know you know you, you got the the peony, the asparagus root, Hushawu, Shizandra, Goji, and Dongwai. I mean, just like we've just, you know, we, we source our herbs in very special ways. You'll, you'll see it when you take the herbs as a je ne sais quoi, you know, there's a special source when you take them. The women's blend is about, you know, bringing that warmth to the, to the female sexual organs um, and especially, you know, designed in a very particular way just to maintain the orbit of chi internally mm. and so it's a very mate it's a maintenance blend so you know you may take the hishawu and that's that's the core the the um or the primary yin jing herb so you are building fluids and essence and blood yeah. and capacity and potential of the chi and so when there's exhaustion you'll feel the hishawu comes and will dramatically build that in some women and you'll see it a correcting at a foundational level and mm. so that correction though can become you know you that's great and you you want that and you can take hushawu long term but the the um the gaia blend the women's blend is that which is we're just going to keep the maintenance going underneath so we're going to continue to to in um upregulate or just basically regulate those functions which are constantly building blood which are constantly mm. say regulating the hormonal function so it might not be as much of a wow oh i can feel like unless you yeah. have like um, menstrual issues um or you know like you know ex like extremely heavy bleeds and you know you're going to very much notice the building back of blood after a bleed say but you know you you notice that one over like especially like over six months and you can reflect and you're like wow like i am having a much cruisier time hormonally or my ability to regulate my temperature is like in a they're way more comfortable in a in a like mm -hmm. in a way more comfortable state or my complexion is is you know just is just better why because your cheese moving and your blood's moving and your blood's yeah. building so women are regulated by blood and that's why a lot of those tonics are blood tonics um Hesha will include Hesha was just a like just a bloody superstar and that's the one yeah. Tani my wife <laughs> so I convinced she's just a skeptic she's like yeah yeah, yeah this stuff's gonna be oh, yeah I'm, I'm sure these herbs are good and she got onto Hushawu 
and mm. you know, had like a lot of acne stuff going on, a lot of stuff going on, like from the liver post peel yep. and that kind of thing, getting onto Hushuwu and then Rishi, she was able to see transformation of her energy levels and she was already doing so much. And, they, and it was, it's nice when this happens, when the herbs are like that final piece and yeah. all of a sudden <laughs> organ function kicks in and detoxification function function kicks in and you know i'm like yes you, so you can't you've perceived it now you perceive yeah. how good <laughs> these herbs are and um and then you you when that happens you perceive how magic your body is in its capacity to regulate itself and you get the attribution the herbs help but your body right. gets the attribution which is a beautiful thing as well so yeah jump on jump on to that one but yeah there's lots of other you know there's jing blend chi blend mason's mushrooms is there yeah the beauty there well for talk, that liver. talk a little bit about the mushrooms because those have been a, a, a great ally for this past year i think they've gotten a lot of discovery over this past year but if you for long-term health how important it is uh just yeah. for retaining brain function nervous system even the unification within self uh to do some of that deeper psycho spiritual healing if you can share a little bit about that yeah i mean at this point the the, the research and the traditional knowledge of around what mushrooms do like the tree mushrooms you know these are the tree mushrooms reishi cordyceps not a tree mushroom but you know in the category um poria um, maitake, shiitake, all of these, they're just, it's just, it's way too good in terms of regulating every function, nervous system, endocrine, immune function. It's just, they're just incredible immunologically. And we're hardwired um, for the compounds and energetics in mushrooms, these tree mm -hmm. mushrooms. We're hardwired for them. And the, with this, how good we know they are now, it keeping us just afloat and then potentiating um they're they're a companion you know they are yeah. they, these tree mushrooms especially they are a companion and i don't see the point in not taking them i don't see the point in not having them in nursing homes or with your you know with your grandparents mm -hmm. and keeping them a little bit of extra, um, giving them a little bit extra shielding and constitutional shielding i don't see the point in you know leaving our children without their medicine it's just like get into them daily yeah. Um, you know, there's times when you, you know, you go, don't take them and that's fine. You take them for an extent and you build a robust immune system and that's all well and good. You don't create a dependency, but you know, at some point, you know, like with the way the world is at, you know, you can see, you know, like you can see on you know various immunological blood, you know, um, blood panels or blood, you know, live blood testing, you can see the immediate benefit taking mushrooms brings to um, the, the immunological regular, like the capacity to regulate and become adaptive and within your immune cells. So there's just no point in not taking them. And they are unifiers. They help you integrate. And we've got lots of in, in to integrate. Yes, absolutely. And can you share uh, your favorite overarching blend that you have with Superfeast? I mean, Mason's Mushrooms is our pillar. Like that's the one, that's the one that most people, there's a nostalgia to it. There's an ease to using it because it's a formula of eight mushrooms um it connects you it, they, they do weird and wonderful things you know for some people it's mood regulatory for some people they feel for me i originally got romanticized with them because i could feel my immune system coming back online so my protective chi coming back yeah. online um and i think that's the easiest one for people to also just like you know to feed into their children's you know lives and you know, probably from like, you know, when they're taking, you know, solids, you can start to slowly integrate them very small amounts. But, you know, once you kind of right. up to like three years old, you know, you just put it in this, you know, whatever, the, the soup or the spag bowl yeah. or, you know, you've got yeah. spaghetti bowl. And I don't know if you guys have <laughs> um, You know, it, that's yeah. the easiest one. The other one yeah. is um, the Jing formula because so many people are exhausted. They don't realize what their potential is anymore. And they get right. onto the Jing herbs, the Jing formula, and all of a sudden you build back after weeks and months and you go, holy shit, there's a whole nother level of my foundational energy. Yeah, beautiful. Well, we could talk for days. What we'll do is you'll, we'll, we'll have you back in, in the next season right. <laughs> to yeah, celebrate uh, or before then. But uh, we appreciate you and I'm super excited uh, for those listening. We'll put the links below. We're going to exit out with your announcement of being here in North America. And uh, as inspired, everyone get out there and check out what Superfeast has to offer. And Mason, thank you for taking the time to, to educate us all and be a point of inspiration for us. Thanks so much for having me. I've had a really <laughs> great time. Yeah. Thank you. All right. We're going to, we're going to put you on 
Uh, Hello, everyone, my beautiful US community. I'm laughing. The kookaburras are laughing because finally we have landed in the US and we are ready to ship directly to you from America. We're, we're, we're there, baby. You know, we've gone from our black cockatoo kookaburra energy. We're now in the in the bald eagle tribe and we're going to be shipping directly to your door from America. So we're just so stoked about that. Um, we are celebrating with a few huge discounts and that's going to be Hishawu and the Women's Blend. We're really feeling like nourishing the women in our community, but you know, to be honest, I'm also one that likes the, <laughs> I love the Hishawu and I also sometimes take the Women's Blend. That's just a little bit of a side note. Hey, it's good for building blood and guys need to build blood as well. So it occasionally makes its entrance into my tonics as well. But we really want, um, the, the ladies out there to get access or anyone who wants to get this, um, get access to this, to the Hishawu and the Women's Blend for 20% off. And if you buy them both in a bundle, you're going to get a whopping 25% off. So we're feeling like we're very, really going to spoil you on that, on that level. The Women's Blend is such an incredible formulation, building blood, invigorating blood, warming up the sexual organs and generally just getting the chi moving and regulating the, um, the endocrine system and, the, and, and women's hormones. It's, it's one of those ones, um, especially after a bleed, ladies, you're going, it's like a, I've been talk, I've talked to a lot of women, I've worked with a lot of women and practitioners who have been using this as well. It's just one of those, uh, those incredible blood building formulas that is really going to support that time of the, um, of the month or throughout the entirety of the month, keeping you nice and regulated. And Hesha Wu comes in as just pure Jing, kidney, yin essence to restore that foundation. Great for hair health as well, as well as a plethora of other beautiful, um, beautiful benefits that come from that incredible top-notch Hesha Wu. Beyond that, if you sign up to the newsletter, you are going to get access led by, um, to a beautiful series led by my wife, Tani, of um, Taoist self-care rituals. Um, she's going really deep to share with you, um, beautiful women in our community, how you can utilize these ancient techniques. Tani's been studying for over a decade how to, you know, ensure all areas of the female body are, are vibrant and, you know, able to access their, you know, just, just, you know, the radiance that's always there and keep that topped up and keep yourself feeling, um, you know, really you know, loved through these self-care rituals. And she's going deep. And so if you sign up to the newsletter, you're going to get access to that for free, as well as recipes, podcasts, articles to um, keep, uh, just to keep you all feeling loved and feeling nourished. You're going to want to get onto it, guys. You're going to want to get onto it because, you know, you, it just serves you as well to know how to keep your, um, the women, the woman in your life or women in your life feeling nourished and feeling vibrant and healthy. So, kookaburras are stoked. It's like we're getting a rain blessing here down in Oz as we expand and open up to you guys in the USA. Sign up to the newsletter. Take advantage of these discounts. 20% off for Hishawu and Women's Blend. Or if you get them in a bundle, 25% off. Love you. So happy to be there with you.